This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to our second uh, transfer pod. It's a little mini podcast. 10, 15 minutes. Yesterday's was 20, but we'll see how this one goes. Um, I'm Chris Hamling, and I'm joined by Alex Penge for this one. Hi, Alex. Hi, Chris. Good to be back. Yeah, been a while. I think you've broken Nick's record. I reckon it's at least two years for you, isn't it? But um... Yeah, let, let's, let's just hope it's a, a Glenn Murray-style comeback rather than a <laughs> Vincent Camarasa comeback, um, because I wouldn't want that. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back, and I'm excited to be talking a bit about some potential signings if we're lucky indeed well thank you very much all right we'll crack on um and we're going to start with a um a whatsapp voicemail from uh from a very confused old man let's let's hear it hello back of the nest panel i'm really enjoying the transfer shows even though i've only heard one i have a question is nick gusset here by the way it looks like we might not get anybody because of our league position, as discussed on yesterday's uh, transfer show. My worry is the age of the squad. We need to be replacing them gradually rather than having a load of old players all having to leave at once because they're past it. We need one or two players, about 23, 24 years old, and build the squad up that way slowly but surely. What, what do the panel think of this? Well, it's a good question from Nick, but I think the ship has sailed on um, actually being able to do it gradually. We're, we're now very much in that boat where we have, you know, a handful of younger players and, you know, players who are in their prime. But the majority of the players that, that we have in the squad um, are arguably past past prime, you know, probably maintaining a, a level of performance that's, that's, you know, pretty impressive, to be honest with you, a lot of them. Um, but I think, you know, we have very little choice but to do some quite major surgery on that squad. And, and of course, Alex, at the moment, it looks like the budget and, and the capability to do so isn't really there. So it's a, it's a tough time for us. Yeah, definitely. And um, I also think there's obviously a bit in um, uncertainty about the ownership situation, which may have a major factor as well in terms of recruits uh, this January, because, you know, I don't think we'll be spending a lot of money in this transfer window. And, you know, obviously we've heard murmurs and rumours about, Hodgson 
being a bit un- unhappy about the you know lack of recruits re- already and in the summer so you know he that could be a major factor as well so you know like like Nick has said I think we definitely need to bring the average age down um, and then we and that's sort of been represented in the targets that we've been linked to already um this January you know likes of Lewis Ferguson Walker Peters plenty on a permanent deal which we'll be talking about later on um but yeah, you can see that in the targets that we're we're, we're identifying, and um, you know we've got players on big contracts that we need to sort of let go. You know, again, we've we've you know we've got talks about Benteke numerous times in this podcast, um, but there's also you know Sacco's futures uncertain at the moment, and he's on a big contract. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of different factors that are affecting you know our recruitment policy at the moment. Yeah, for sure, and, and you know obviously Roy is was demonstrably upset and, and directed some of that grief at the uh, the US investors, which was, as we talked about previously, has been subsequently removed from the Palace TV channels. Um, but, you know, it was said and widely reported that he, he suggested that it's them who's holding off the investment, which, you know, has it's obviously not gone down particularly well with the Palace faithful. So, you know, Roy is a frustrated figure at times. But also, you know, as you're absolutely right, it's, it's a real challenge to to get out there and target these players we're doing it but you know there's always going to be that um you know sort of contradiction between wanting to get players in that are ready to do a job right now and also wanting to get these players in that can can take us into a into a future where the the average age of the squad is um a lot more comfortable but you know we talked about that fair amount yesterday and and, you know don't want to go over old ground necessarily but um you know that will remain the challenge for the rest of the window and i dare say will be a theme throughout these transfer podcasts, which, of course, we're doing every single day up until transfer deadline day, when we hope and pray that we will be live for you, as we used to be. Um, Logistics of that to be confirmed. Anyway, Alex, let's get into some news. So first up, Roy uh, had his press conference before Southampton on the day of recording and um, was asked a few questions he's been asked already, but someone asked him about Connor Wickham and Roy had a couple of different things to say this week. You know, usually he's talking about the fact that he can't let players go until he gets players in, you know, haven't got many options up front. And, you know, those comments were there, but he also suggested that the loan out of the club is up to Connor, you know, that, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, the club think he needs to go and play regular football. Um, and if he agrees with the club on that, he's possibly unlikely to get that from Roy. Roy has said, you know, he's happy for him to stay, but can't really guarantee him that game time. You know, that, that to me is the, the nice way of saying, you know, kind of make your mind up and, and get yourself out on loan. 
Yes. Um, for me personally, um, I feel that um, the ship has sailed with Wickham. Um, you know, his injury record is he's not great. Um, and I think he's had a lot of chances, you know, oblique, obviously, with the injuries to to cement his position in his team. Um, and I just don't think he's cut out at this at this level. But I do feel he could be a useful signing for a championship side. And you've seen that in sort of the likes of clubs that have been linked with him. I know Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday, big fan of Wickham. And I know that they're challenging for the playoffs this season. Um, For me personally, I could see one of Wickham um, or Benteke leaving in this window, um, most likely on loan. Um, I just don't think um, people, um, well, clubs have got the funds to... To, to take them on permanent permanent deals, um, and I'd ideally pref- would prefer it to be Wickham because I feel out of the two players, he would benefit from a loan spell away from a club, and I feel that we could potentially there there's, there could still be an opportunity for Benteke in this side if we do not get um, any of our striking targets that we've been, we've been linked with. Um, because uh, I, I feel now with Villa bringing in um, a player, um, they've been they brought in a new striker from Belgium. Uh, it looks like you know that that um, that ship has sailed there for Benteke as well. So I feel that it looks likely that Wickham will be one of at one at the mm. two to to leave us. This, Can this I? Window. I'm just going to do my joke. Um, do you say uh, Villa have brought in a striker? What's the matter? What, what's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? Yes, what's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here, I'm here a week. Nice. Um, nice. I literally am. Are. Um, so you mentioned Benteke there. We won't dwell on this, but um, suggestions that um, that Palace have said, you know, or intimated that a loan is pretty much out of the question at the moment. And if someone wants him and that someone obviously suggested it will be Aston Villa, that they're going to have to pay the 10 million quid. Um, pretty much on board with what you said there. That you know, I'm not really sure I see anyone stumping that sort of money up. Um, so I think Wickham's the more likely... Uh, to leave, um, I don't think we you know we haven't got time for it on this transfer show. So I, I think you know, for me, I don't, I, I don't hold out the same hope you have for Benteke. I did for a long, long time, but it's been so long now, and and the performance mm. of Tosin in, in one game has kind of banished thoughts of, of Benteke ever getting back up to the level he needs to be. But we'll move on. One we were linked with, but Roy did eventually rubbish it in um in a press conference about a week ago, which seems pretty accurate. And that's that Nabil Bentaleb, formerly of Tottenham, is to join Newcastle by the looks of things um, at the time of recording anyway. So, he, you know, Roy made it clear, you know, he said, no, it's not a name we've discussed at the club. We, you know, we were heavily linked in the press, but it could just be that we, we were used as a sort of stalking horse or something like that. Um, did we actually miss out there, though? Would, would Roy have played him, Alex? No, I, I think we've dodged a bullet there. Um, I think his um, temperament and... Um, his, his temperament is not cut out. Well, I don't think. Well, he wasn't wasn't really. Um, yeah, no, he, he was. He was very uh, a bit a bit disruptive um, at, at Schalke. Um, David Wagner, uh, like former Huddersfield manager, sort of dropped him um, because of that. And you know, with you know, with, with what we've seen with Camarasa, uh, Hodgson is not the most patient. Um, with players that sort of have got you know a bit of disruptive, so uh, you know I feel with 
Benzlev, I don't think it would have been the right player for us. You know, he's a talented midfielder, but there's a question marks there over his personality and his temperament um, as a as a. Well, obviously, you know, Roy Roy likes the the three sort of more defensive minded central midfielders, yeah. um, and obviously Benzlev has got a little bit of that in his game, I guess. But you know, certainly a bit more of a more of an enigmatic kind of midfielder, which um which Roy definitely doesn't yeah. favour over the more functional players. So. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you on that. And I think finally in the news um, in the last 24 hours, not a suggestion necessary that we are still in the game. You know, at one stage, Roy was talking about Kyle Walker-Peters as the deal being on the way to being done. Um, that seems to have sort of lessened now and, and Roy seems to be getting a little bit tetchy when asked about it. Um, and obviously news has been um, sort, of, sort of in the press and social media that Spurs have effectively decided that they're not going to loan him out, they're going to sell him, and a price has been set at £15 million. Is, is, is he worth it, Alex? And especially given potential options there for, for Nathan Ferguson from West Brom, if we can potentially do a deal there. So I'd personally um, would rather go for Ferguson uh, or um, you know someone like Lewis. I know he's obviously at left-back, but I don't see us bringing in two um Two players for for you know ten fifteen million um, in the fullback areas. Uh, Walker Peters, I don't know, I think he's quite lightweight, and um, you know he's had spells in the in the Spurs side. But for what we have and what what type of side we have, I, I'm not sure he'd fit in. I, I'm not convinced of him going forward um, as as a right back, and you know. We, but then I guess if you look at the other side of the pitch when we've got Van Arna bombing forward, you sort of need that defensive right back anyway. But Walker Peters is quite raw and, and quite young, and I don't really see us spending the likes of fifty million on, on him for uh, you know for us. I think it's a bit of a risk. I think loan move would suit both parties, uh, and you know it would sort of give us a bit more faith and if we did decide to go down the permanent route. But for me personally, I think Ferguson is the more, the more exciting option at the two, uh, especially with him, you know, reportedly running down his contract. He there, he has got immense potential and is someone who I think is very exciting. He's got a massive future because he was linked with a lot of big clubs in the summer. So someone like Ferguson would be a great signing. Walker Peters, I think it's a bit of a risk. Yeah, I think um, that's a pretty good summary there and, and, and where I'm at as well. Um, you know, for, for me, Walker Peters has definitely been on our scout radar for, for quite some time. You know, he's been identified as as a as a Wan-Bissaka replacement um, for, a, you know, obviously a reasonable period. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right move. And, and as you talk about, Ferguson is, is very highly rated, a bit more versatile, can play right and left and also play centre as well. Across, the, So, you know, it gives you an option all the way across the back line. Um, some fantastic dance moves as a kid as well, if you've just seen that video on social media. But I think probably, you know, the most relevant part to that is, you know, he, he is very, very close to the end of a contract. And, and I would suggest that makes him you know, the club favourite as well. But we're just going to have to do a really good job of convincing him. Um, so fingers crossed we get to talk more about him in the, the future shows leading up to the end of the month and the, the transfer window shutting. Um, but that's a, that's a sort of roundup of the news. And Next up, I'd really sort of like to pick out um, two two potential ins and a, and a potential out uh, to discuss from the last few weeks. And you know, Alex, I'm going to make you pronounce... 
So I've tried over <laughs> moment, I've tried yeah. over three weeks now to pronounce it in a variety of different ways, but off you go. <laughs> so it's um it's Christoph Piontek, uh, which you know if you look at it spelled out, it doesn't really look like that, but apparently it is. Um, but Piontek, um, a Milan striker, obviously had an amazing season last season at Genoa. Uh, was the one the revelation of Serie A this season? You know, I think he's been part of a sort of struggling Milan side, Milan side that is far from you know the dizzy heights of of you know Saki and Allegri and Ancelotti. It's nowhere near that standard. But Piontek has sort of been exposed a bit because he's more of a he's just a more of a, just an out and out finisher and. I think this season we've sort of been been exposed because he's not really offered a lot to the side. I think he'd only scored one goal, one goal from uh, open play, and the rest have come in penalties um, until late. And um, someone who uh, I'm sure you know, with Milan spending 35 million euros on him um, in in was it January last year? I think they'll be looking to try and recoup as much of that as they can. Um, you know, we've got Ibrahimovic has obviously gone back to Milan recently. You've got uh, Rafael Leal, who they've who Milan also signed in the summer. Looks like um, he's finding his feet now. So it makes sense now with um, with you know a few clubs interested in Piontek, the likes of us. I know Spurs will link with him. Um, it makes sense for Milan to try and recoup as much of that thirty five million euros as they can. You know, he's young. He's a he's young twenty four. Um, and he's an out-and-out finisher. But from what we've seen with the likes of, you know, Ben Teke, uh, I just don't see a player like that fitting in the way we we sort of play um, because he's not the most mobile. He doesn't offer much back to back to goal. Uh, back to goal. He's just an out-and-out finisher. You put it um, in the right spots, and he will he will he will deliver. But we've seen that from Ben Teke. We weren't able to deliver. You know, for him, and he was probably one of the best headers of the ball in in, in the division, and we weren't able to capitalize on that. So, I don't see Piontek being a being the right move for us, especially at the money that's being quoted. Now, that's a really good shout because obviously that's the key question. If if the money's there, which we don't know if it is, but if it was, you know, player with a great reputation, but you know, it's got to fit into with the way that, that Roy plays. We've seen it. We talked about it um, in the in the previous review show and transfer show where the signing of Tosson was seems to have been a um you know a bit of inspired thinking from Dougie because he's a type of striker that really fits in with what Roy wants to do as in he looked like he can do everything you know chase back chase forward run channels tackle moan at the ref all those things you know he seemed to be able to do it all you know we don't really have a place in our side for um you know for someone who's just focused purely on instinctive finishing in and around that sort of penalty area six yard box Arguably, we might be able to do that, but you know the, the, the debate then gets into how, what do you sacrifice elsewhere in the team to allow yourself to maybe play with two up front, something like that. You know, which we've done at times, um, but mm. you kind of sacrifice. Usually, it means we sacrifice playing proper wingers. Um, but there you go. So anyway, we'll move on from that. I, you know, personally, just to sum that up, I think potentially oh, I'm sticking with my. It's very unlikely anyway because of the money that would be required to do it. Um, but obviously a bit more of, a, of an, analysis, an analysis there from us. So also linked, uh, and the final player we'll talk about that's been linked with us is um, Omar El Abdelab. <laughs> I said it perfectly twice before the start of the show. <laughs> Omar El Abdelawi, right? El Abdelawi, yeah. 
Yeah, so I said it right. That was fine, yeah. Who's um, right back for uh, Olympiacos, also can play right midfield as well. Um, played with Luca, of course, for about three years or so. He's the captain of Olympiacos and also had eight games for Hull in 2017. Um, so someone who knows English football a little bit, someone who's played consistently for a successful club at a good level um, and has obviously a relationship with our captain in terms of them playing for three years together. Sort of almost ticks all the boxes, but Alex, is he um, would be a, would he be a good fit for us at right? Uh, again, you know, with with someone like Van Arnold in the side, uh, when he does come back from injury, I can see him probably, you know, with with Riedewald, you know, perform really well. But I, I'm hoping Riedewald will get a, get another chance in in the middle. Having someone like El Abdouari, who's you know very attack minded, you know, he's pl- known to play um, right midfield sometimes for Olympiacos. Um, someone like that would be a bit of a risk, I think, having when you have two attack-minded fullbacks, especially with you know Cahill and Tompkins not the quickest. So I, I feel like I'm being super negative this, <laughs> on this podcast today. But, but I mean, I, a tight, I, tight, tight, tight git, you know. But I, I don't I want anyone to spend money in these players. But um, quite a lot yeah, to I see that. Don't, don't don't you sorry? Quite, I said don't you quite want to see that two flying fullbacks? That's kind of the well, modern uh, way. I know, I know you know it seems kind of unlikely for Palace, but I kind of yeah. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's very like me playing football manager. Do you know what I mean? Playing those modern fullbacks, but for someone like I don't see someone like Roy Hodgson playing two, you know, attack minded fullbacks, um, and. You know, it all depends really who's playing on that left hand side. And, you know, I think Roy is a massive fan of of, of Van Arnholt. Um and you know, I, I, it seems again a bit of a risk. He's twenty eight, uh not the tallest, not the strongest, but quick, good delivery, experienced obviously um in international level, um, experienced in the, in European football as well. You know, he played in the Europa League and I think he's played in the Champions League as well. Um but for me, I'd rather someone a lot younger, a lot stronger defensively, and you know, you know, someone a bit defensive-minded because this is Palace we're talking about, and you know, I don't see us playing that type of football unless we sort of change the manner in the in the summer, which mm. I I sort of hope. Well, I'm not sure. I hope some. I hope it's not the case because I think Hodges done a, doing a good job at the moment. So, well, it's, yeah, it's, tr- it's tricky. More of a question whether he'll be happy to stay if he doesn't get potentially get the backing in this window. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm going to give you about 20 seconds on this one because we're over time yeah, already. No but um, so my um, my sort of out that I chose this week was that um, you know, about a week or so ago, Mama Sacco linked with uh, a move to Trebzonspor, obviously who are. You know, spending a bit of money, got some interesting players there, including Serloff, haven't they? So, um, yeah. hat trick hero, yeah, exactly. Um, doing incredibly there, but um, as Roy said, it's, uh, it's a different, it's a different <laughs> division, isn't it? Yeah, they can have him, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, look, you know, Sacco obviously fairly decent wages, less than 18 months on a contract. We've managed to only get eight games out of him this season due to injuries. Um, you know, it's it's an area we're relatively well stocked in, although we've been hit with with you know various injuries this season. Um, so for you, if first of all, should we sell? Would we sell? I think finally, is is it likely? It's, it's a tricky one because I I love I love Mama because I I think he's been class for us. I just think he's been been a bit unlucky 
uh, with injuries. Um, and obviously, because of that, we've brought in Cahill and Cahill. You've not, we've not looked back really, have we? You know, we've had Kelly deputies on occasions, and he's looked great. So I think personally, it's a tricky, tricky, tricky question. But in terms of his age um, and his wages, it might be, you know, it might be the right time to maybe look to see if we can, you know, we can let him go because, you know, reluctantly because, you know, his wages are higher. We need to. I don't see us um, having a lot of money to spend either in this transfer window or in the summer, and it it makes sense to to just to do to do that because I can see Cahill being in, getting being in his side for the next two or three seasons, and Tompkins is obviously been a rock and has been immense and can't see Sacco getting back into the side at the moment. Yeah, so the only thing I would I would say in addition to that is that Sacco is the youngest of them all, which, you know, if you're talking about just trying to bring down the yeah. average age and all that kind of stuff, that kind of flies in the face of that to a degree. But I don't think he's going to sign a new deal here at any point to protect our investment. Um, I think he was brilliant for us on loan, you know, the difference between us staying up and going down. Um, so whatever we spent on him, he kind of paid, had already paid that that and then some, I think. Um, but it's just been disappointing not to see him play on a, on a regular basis because of these constant injuries. Not not his fault. Um, but yeah, like you say, it, it almost makes him a potential target for a sale because of that. Uh, anyway, but we better stop it there. These are supposed to be short and sharp and it's in danger of not being that. So um, of the huge thanks to, to Alex for joining me today and we'll be featuring in some more of these shows uh, throughout the course of the next uh, couple of weeks or so, as will I, as will various others as well. So uh, cheers, Alex. Thanks to Mikey for producing this and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Back of the Nest, Daily Transfer Podcast. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.